You're listening to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear their identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. And it's a happy Friday to myself. Happy Friday to you, Jay. We are off for another episode on the podcast. Well, I'm glad to be back. I'm a little sad this morning. It's dark out at 640 in the morning. That tells me that summer is drawing to an end and the fall is headed this way. So the uh, early morning sun, the late sun. I'm definitely a summer guy. That's my season. Um, and so, you know, here it comes. What about what about during the day? Where do you function best? Are you best in the morning? Are you best in the evening? Where, where do you, you know, fall? it's a great question because I know people have rhythms. I have raging ADD and I've learned to live with that. And so I don't seem to have a rhythm. Like my body, where I'm always just going. And so um, I've never had that rhythm, but I see it in my children. You know, I've got some children that are definitely not morning people. And I've got some children that are definitely not nighttime people. So um, I don't have that rhythm, but I know that most people do, and I'm envious. We should uh, we should make an episode on rhythms. That's cool. But today we are not talking rhythms, Jay. We are back in the poser, the poser of man. Yeah, this was a lightning week because you know it was light last week. We got into some stuff. We issued some you know invitations to try some different things, and then Chica, you know, you and I did it. And last week's invitation was, you know, as we went through the second episode of the poser. You know, the first week was, do you know who you are? Trying to identify in ourselves, like, gosh, do I know who I am anymore? Or am I living in the poser full time? And then week two was, well, how can you begin to go deeper? Hey, let's ask some people close to us, if you have the courage to do that, and give them permission to speak into our lives with no, you know, no ramifications. We really wanted to know. And uh, your spouse, your best friend. And I know you and I both took that challenge. And now I'm like, whoa, that week got way more intense. Um, than I expected. So that's we're here to recap that and go into episode three and wrap up the poser here today. So let's go. And listeners, if you just join us in prayer, Lord, we ask that you cover today's conversation with your spirit. Lord, we ask that you work through us, not asking us to walk, work for you. And Lord, we ask that everything we do, we bring you glory in this conversation, Lord. We be authentic as we can. And Lord, just open our hearts, open our listeners' hearts to hear your word through this conversation. Amen. Amen. Love that. All right, Jay. So for those of you that are uh, just needing a little shake, a little nudge, you know, the poser that we're referring to is, you know, two extremes for a man, two extremes typically, um, where we're trying to to, to cover uh, like almost a false self. Wearing a mask is a way that we've kind of described it in the last couple of weeks. So it's this idea of over-the-top masculinity, like kind of puffing up and pretending almost that you're something that you're not or covering up what you don't want others to see, protecting yourself in a way. Um, or it's a complete withdrawal from being a man. It's 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 walking away in a submission by wearing a mask because of, of the same reason, right? So I think at the core, Jay, and, and come, come in behind me here, it's really a fear of others finding out that we may not have what it takes in the moment at the root. Yeah. I mean, this is a really tough world. It's fallen and broken. This goes all the way back to Genesis 3. Things don't work the way they're supposed to. There's a lot of arrows coming at us all the time from the world and the enemy and our own flesh, our own fallen and broken flesh. And so we develop strategies to protect ourselves, layers, and these become our posers, this person that we show the world. A lot of it comes from an area of, you know, deep wounding 
or our own feelings of inadequacy or fear or the labels that we've taken on that were given to us, not by God, but by others. And, and, and mm. you know, these develop into posers where we're just, this is the, the mask we show the world. And the challenge with the poser, as we've been talking about, is he can move to consume our entire lives. Uh, and, and there can be several of him in there. And we've got to identify him, identify the agreements we've made that gives him power. And begin to find out who we are and allow our authentic self to shine forth. And that's that's what allows us to draw closer to Christ, because ultimately, we're actually working down a path where we're getting ourself out of the way. So the life of Christ lives through us. So in fact, we are, you know, authentic Christianity, you submit your life, your will, your rights, your authority and all power, and then step out of the way. And Jesus lives his life. We don't try to live for Jesus. That's an impossible task. We're creating a life where Jesus lives his life through us in the world, and we get to participate in that. But when the poser's there, that that channel's blocked. Jay, you said Genesis. Let's jump back there real quick just for some scripture to give us some more grounding. Um, so you think Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and the man was there. This is uh, verse 8 in, in chapter 3. Then the man in the word heard the sound of the Lord, and the God, and God was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord amongst the trees in the garden. But God said to the man, where are you? And he answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. Yeah. And he said, who told you you were naked? And it goes on from there. And so I think about this fear of exposure um, that, that us as men do when we come back to the poser, this idea of we want validation. Everybody wants validation, right? That's that's a human kind of trait, this idea and search for validation. But to the point of the poser, there is this commitment, Jay, to avoid exposure. So therefore, coming back to your comment about protection. Yeah, I mean, if you go back to that story, it's such a great story, right? And you think about the biblical narrative prior to the fall, Adam is living in perfect relationship with Eve, and he's living in perfect relationship with God. Perfect, 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 perfect. You know, and the the serpent enters and he deceives Eve. And we've talked about this before on this podcast. And this is where Adam becomes the original poser is Adam has one job in this moment and he fails. And his job is to step in front of Eve and protect her from the enemy. And where, where, where you start to see the poser come out in Adam is, you know, so that, that goes bad, right? It goes real, real bad. And, and God's got to come down. And, you know, the Bible project guys out of Oregon, they have such a, they do such a great job contextualizing the the language you know in the english language it says you know god comes in like a wind in the evening or whatever and and really they do a great job breaking down like in that moment when god's coming when they're hiding like he comes into the garden like a hurricane like a just a massive storm right so adam and eve are freaked out god's there and in that question you know god says who told you you were naked you know the other part of that story is god's like what happened and adam's like well, you know, my wife here gave me the fruit you told me not to eat, and I had some. Like, he totally blames Eve for the entire thing when it's his weakness that allows it all to happen. And that's where the first, that's like the first pose. Then he hides because he's naked. And that's what posing really is, right? We're hiding some form of nakedness in us that we don't want the world to see. So the, the objective then is not hiding. It's, I guess, being wholeheartedly vulnerable, masculine at the same time, both tender and both strong. 
right? And so as we as we move forward, Jay, as we point towards that, one of the things that we talked through offline was how you and I have had conversations with people in our lives about where they may see those masks, those poser people show up in our lives. I had a uh, a very fruitful conversation about this topic with a non-believer at work, and I didn't call it the poser. I called it masks in certain situations at work, um, which was helping me understand at work where I show up as a poser. Um, and I asked them, I said, hey, so, you know, offline, when we're talking, when we're having coffee, when we're just catching up, you know, we all, we all, but then when I walk into a meeting, are there times where you say, wow, that's almost like a, a shift, a persona shift in Chica because now he's the leader or because now he's in front of the boss? Like, do you see a, a major jump, like a frequency jump when I walk into those situations? And thankfully, me, um, at least looking inward for me, we had the discussion, well, for, for Chica, when I was talking inwardly about me, that doesn't happen. But then we walked into, but we also know where it does happen for a lot of other men within the business. This is me to another man I'm speaking mm. to. Jay, have you had experiences and do you relate to that at all? Yeah, yeah, completely. And uh, I took the challenge this week too. I, I invited my wife back in, you know, and, and I had an unexpected result. Like we got into some pretty intense conversations and, and we're, we're, it all ended beautifully, but there was one point in the week we were, we were kind of getting into this and then we were talking about this and that. And then there was something from our past that she remembered um, completely different than me. And I found myself like really angry and then feeling like a victim and this and that, and the way she was positioning it. And she wasn't really trying to position it that way. She was sharing her heart and her perspective. Um, But my, and, and it was, I was able to cut through another layer of poser, but it was, what I thought would be, you know, sort of an interesting check-in, you know, turned into some pretty intense discussions that led to some really good healing of some things in our own past that we just, we just uh, had different recollections on. And part of the reason I had a different recollection on it was because I viewed that through the lens of the poser at that time and the narrative I had told myself and and in us talking it out, you know, it was beautiful. It ended up being beautiful, but I did not expect uh, such a interesting ride through through my opportunities to continue growing and healing. You know, when we cut last week, um, so I'm real thankful. You know, there's this there's this saying: "Be careful what you pray for. Be careful asking Jesus." You know, hey Jesus, what do you want to see change in me? Because you know. <laughs> He will. Oh boy, um, he will answer, <laughs> and and you definitely may not like what what it is that he comes to. Definitely the door may with. not like it, and so um, you know, I'm super thankful though because that's how we grow, right? That's that's the only way we grow, and and the reality is, you do not arrive in this world on this side of the veil. You don't arrive. You keep growing. You keep learning if you're open to it, and God will keep taking you deeper. Because it allows you to then do what God really wants, which is be of more use to other people as you walk in the kingdom. Jay, something else that came up for me as you, as you were just speaking there was this podcast. If I was going to be 100% authentic with both the listeners and and you, my co-host here, is there are some times like the night before where I get really anxious that I'm unprepared. And so therefore, sometimes when I get on on microphone here, am I posing? Like, am I pretending to be holier than thou and, and a man without, you know, fault or, or flaws? And so there, there's that again, that validation that, hey, I really want to do a good job. We're working towards try, and trying to expose 
the inner poser within ourselves here in this conversation, but it's almost like, am I posing to talk about the poser? You know, <laughs> when when I when I think about work, am am I am I really searching for validation from the boss or from the colleague or from the people that are surrounding me, my direct reports at home? To your point, I had the conversation as well with my wife. Maybe not as deep as you went this week, but we definitely did talk about where do you see the shift? I mean, you know who I am day to day, 24 hours a day, I work from home. So it's like 23 hours of the day, I'm around my wife, um, or at least within within 100 feet of her, you know, where do you see that shift? And of course, and we spoke to this last week, oh, it's with your mom, it's with your dad, it's with your family, like that just erupts into this idea of all of these old poses come out, and almost have to cover up. Don't see me for who I am today. Not that I'm ashamed, but I also want to please you. Yeah, you know, and, and that I found myself at work yesterday in the middle of several conversations. You know, I had a lot of bosses in town. There's a lot of things going on and, and, and just asking Jesus a few times throughout the day, like, Lord, don't let me lose myself in these conversations. Because some of the some of the yes. folks I was talking with were pretty salty, pretty rough, uh, have pretty rough things to, to say about some other people. And, you call them yeah, salty? salty? Salty. Salty. He's salty. <laughs> salty. A lot of swearing, a lot of rough talk about oh. other people. And uh, how do you... When you're in a situation where you have to navigate that, you can't leave it. And you're one of the primary bosses, so you have to balance it because you've got your own team in the room. You've got powerful people in the room. Um, what I've learned both through my secular education in organizational leadership and other stuff, not, not posing there to bring that up, but just saying through my secular education, through my walk with Christ, you know, putting those things together, one of the things I've learned is if you're asking yourself the question, you're likely not posing. When, when you're asking yourself the introspective question and trying to raise your emotional intelligence about yourself, it's like, that's the beauty. That is the best. When you're asking the question, you are in a posture wanting to learn. And that is when God can speak, right? Uh, you go back to um, Elijah and he's running from, you know, he's just had this amazing moment with God. And then he starts to run because, you know, he's his life has been threatened and God is with him on this journey and he can't hear God because he's so panicked and so freaked out. And it, you know, all these things have to happen, but Elijah cannot hear God until he gets quiet. And essentially the text doesn't say it this way, but essentially asks himself the question of what do you want to say to me, God? And then God's like, well, finally, I've been standing here the whole time, storms, all this other stuff, but now you can hear me. You know, when you're asking yourself that question, you, you can hear God that time. Usually that's my experience. So what do we do? What do we do? And if we come back to the very start, I want to turn the corner here and, and start to point towards exposing the poser and, and, and moving past the poser. So if we, if we say that validation is part of the poser mechanism, part of the protection, and then we think through this idea that everything from I mean, what is porn, for instance, Jay? Porn is about validation, oh, yeah. right? Feeling alive in the moment, feeling like you are the the star of the moment. Um, you think of in front of colleagues, it's that adrenaline rush because now you feel validation from them. And that may be filling the gap of the validation that you may have not gotten as a boy from mom or dad or from whomever uh, brought you up or to, to fill the hole of a trauma that you may have faced in the past. Then what and how do we get over this idea of the wounding? How do we move past putting on the mask or, or trying to cover the hole? And and what's going to happen, Jay, if I don't cover the hole? Ooh, right? 
And so for me, and then I want to throw it across to you, and maybe this is the challenge for our people, is to think towards this big word, forgiveness. And I'm not saying that we step away from this podcast and we say, I forgive and it's done. But what is going to be the journey at some point for you to be able to forgive the one that created or allowed you to create that hole as a child, that wounding as a child? And what are we going to put into that hole? So in the first week of this series, we invited you, hey, get a piece of paper and a pencil and write down what you think about who you are. Who am I? Do I know who I am? And in the second week, we invited you, let's find somebody that you trust and see what they have to say. And in this last week, you know, our invitation, as Chica talked about, is kind of a two-parter. Who do I need to forgive for some of the wounds that brought the poser out in me? And then, and this could be a challenge, really a challenge, but we really invite you to do this. Get that pencil and piece of paper and ask God he thinks you are. Because that's what goes mm. into that hole. What does God have to say about you? Who does God believe you are? What, what does God think? I, I want to tell you, God has a lot to say about who you are in scripture. And he's got a lot of personal things to say to you about who you are. And that's where your validation will come from. And that's going to lead into the next four or five weeks on this podcast as we talk about, okay, I've identified the poser. That's a little scary. I'm starting to identify some of the wounds go along with the poser. But if I get rid of the poser, how am I supposed to live? What, depending on the season of my life, who, what, what am I? And what do I fill in? So yes, we want that validation come from God. Who does he say you are? And once you have that information, I know who I am. I know who the closest people to me think I am. I know who God says I am. Now, what do you do with that to carry it out into the world to show your authentic self? I'm just thinking through scripture about this idea of posing and to where you're talking about acknowledging God as the father. And I think back to Isaiah 29, when he says, um, and so the Lord says, these people, they say are mine, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far mm. from me. And I want us to think about, okay, so we say one thing, but where's our heart? You know, Matthew 15 says the same. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Uh, in James, it says, if a people thinks that he is religious, but can't control his tongue, he is fooling himself. You know, we could go through and through and through all of these different um, scripture verses, which speak to the poser, which speaks to saying one thing and doing another. And so I, I very much encourage our listeners to just take a breath this week and think, do I want to spend the rest of my time here on earth proclaiming that I, one, may be a believer, two, want to be a believer, but then three, still need to attend to some of the wounds, some of the trauma, some of these big holes that we have that we're covering up. Mm. So Jay, I, I guess writing it down is the start. Can you repeat that question one more time? Yeah, so two-parter invitation this week. Who do I need to forgive that caused me wounds that brought the poser out in me? And, and ask Jesus back into that time. Oh man, when I was 10 years old, I got bullied at school. And that brought out this poser that made me the funny guy because people don't want to beat up the funny guy. And so now I'm the funny guy, even though I don't feel that way inside. I feel this pressure everywhere I go to be the funny guy. Jesus, can we go back and forgive those boys that bullied us? And can we let that go with that pressure to be the funny guy so I can be who I am? That could be an example. And then the second part of the invitation, Jesus, and you may have never asked this question of God. I promise you, if you can 
get a cup of coffee, get somewhere quiet, maybe early in the morning or late at night. But whenever you're freshest, we talked about early in this podcast, you know, whatever your best time of day is, get away, sit down, turn your devices off and just sit with a piece of paper and ask Jesus, Lord, who do you say that I am? And just write, I promise. And the first couple of minutes could be tough. Your brain's going to be like spasm, pew, 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 all over. Like, just sit with it. Give yourself at least five or 10 minutes, which can seem like an eternity in this world of constant on. And just sit with it. Jesus, who do you say I am? I promise you, if you're a follower of Christ, he's going to answer that question. Well, listeners, we have our go-to. Jay, I'm going to close this out right there. And again, just a high five to our listeners. Thank you for sharing this podcast with friends. Maybe you have a couple that are close to you that you need to share episode one of The Poser with, not because you want them to stop posing, but because you found it valuable and you think that they could as well. Um, Feel free to like us on any one of the platforms that we're on, and we will see you next week on the podcast.